let's talk Lyme. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyme's disease is crazy. No one seems to really know <laughs> much about it. Uh, it's really tricky, and we have it happening in our area. So, well, I mean, it's expanding even mm-hmm. into the cities. Um, so we have a question here that says, Lyme's disease, what can be done to prevent it? How do we know if we even have it? Aren't the tests notoriously inaccurate? Tell us about Lyme's disease. Yeah, Lyme's disease. Okay, so we're in we're um, in Lanark, Leeds, Grenville, right? Yeah, you which is like the epicenter me. of bad. Well, Lyme certainly, zone. you know, it's it's high in in, in our area, right? And um, it's only expanding, right? Every year, it expands further and further north. So it's up at least as far as Sudbury. That was at least a couple of years ago. There were wow. dogs testing positive for, for Lyme. Holy so, moly! You know, it's everywhere. It's in northern Alberta, northern Saskatchewan. You know, across the country. Um, so it's here. So number one way to protect is, you know, of course, awareness, right? So awareness of what it is, awareness of the ticks that carry it, awareness of their actual size and what you're looking for. Because um, they can get really small, like well, the nymphs. Very small. And so, you know, I just find a lot of the literature, right, always shows this blown up photo of a tick. So it looks like the size of a ladybug. And you're right. like, oh, I, I'll see that. Yeah, I would notice that. But really, you know, the, the nymph size are like poppy seed size. So it can look like a freckle. Size of a freckle. So awareness, you know, of the tick. And of course, then doing a tick check, we call it in our house. Yeah. So especially with kids, but everybody, you know, um, check yourself, check your you, partner. Right back and hairline. And- we, we actually call it uh, Lanark foreplay at our house. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby, let's tick check each other. Get so right that's, you know, that's just a new reality that we all have to adapt to and get used to that, make that a habit. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, okay. That's, and then obviously, you know, the clothing and blah, 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 if you're hiking. So light clothing tucked in that sort of Tuck thing. your pants in your socks. You look really cool. You look so cool. You look so cool. Yes. But anyway. You don't look cool with Lyme's disease. So well, tuck in your pants. Yeah. It can be troublesome. Yeah. It's a tricky thing because the manifestations of Lyme can be all over the place, mm-hmm. right? There's something like 50 or 60 known symptoms that are attributed to it, right? So it's called, well, the great imitator. It can look like ALS. It could look like Parkinson's. It can look like carpal tunnel syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though, yeah, so yes, there's no sort of definitive blood test yet. So the tests can be very inaccurate and depending on what stage of the illness, right? You may not get a positive blood test for at least six weeks after you've been infected, but then the longer you wait, that immune response can go down. So then it's negative then. So if you test too early, you can get negative. If you test too late, it might not show up depending on what you're measuring. So um, it's difficult. You know, we hear about the bullseye rash. So if there is a bullseye rash, that's what we call pathognomonic for Lyme. There's no other disease that causes a bullseye rash. So okay. if you see that rash, it's for sure. Go, you know, to your doctor and get medical treatment, which should be at least three weeks of antibiotics oh. in an acute situation. Absolutely. I would do the same thing. I think our, uh, my experience has been, I think one week. Or one sh- like or a single dose. They give you one dose of like the serious yeah. shit kicker stuff. Three weeks is better. Okay. Acutely and usually mm-hmm. that can nip it, right? Because it hasn't had a chance to go run and hide and get deeper into the tissues. The problem is that rash is only there twenty to forty percent of the time. Right. So sometimes um, people miss it. Just like because you don't have a head. rash doesn't mean you don't have Lyme. Right. Right. And suddenly your joints hurt 
tired or you've got tingling, right? So that could be the first sign. So how do you know you've got it? It's, it's technically a clinical diagnosis. That means based on your signs and symptoms, a practitioner will make that call. Um, but then you've got to sometimes rule out a whole bunch of other things. Say it's not this, it's not that, it's not MS, it's not this, it's not right. that. So Lyme's it the only possible right? thing, right? But to test directly for it is difficult and still it's quite inaccurate. So, Do you know, are they working on that? Like, have you heard through the medical grapevine? There was something earlier this year and I can't remember what the test was, but there, there seemed to be kind of a new test that, okay. that was showing promise. So I don't think it's commercially available yet, mm-hmm. but there was at least a, a jump maybe even last fall. So yeah, it's, it's a tricky one, but awareness, awareness is first. And, um, you know, hopefully in, in speaking to your health practitioner, right. Cause a lot the, the awareness among the medical community, I think is quite variable, mm-hmm. right. So some people are really on it. Others, you know, few years up to a few years ago you know people thought it wasn't real didn't believe it existed here, yeah. right um but yeah so you know prevention is the best defense and after that yes there's a lot of things naturopathic medicine can can offer but the earlier you can you can catch it and if you can combine natural treatments with you know even a relatively short course of antibiotics then that's the best outcome right if you get the tick off faster, mm-hmm. are you going to have a lesser chance of contracting the disease? Does that have anything to do with it? How long the tick is yeah, in your skin? Yeah, certainly the length of time yeah. the tick's attached. Obviously, the longer, right? The more chance it has to transfer saliva, which contains the germ, that right. sort of thing. But I think it's, you know, you'll read, oh, it has to be attached for 24 to 48 hours for anything to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's just ridiculous. Like, who's standing there with a stopwatch saying, okay, now is when now. the bacteria transferred. <laughs> so, no, I mean, you know, I have colleagues in the U.S. who've seen transfer occur uh, within hours. Wow. So, like, less than six hours. Okay. They know it was attached for less than that. The person ended up with Lyme disease. So, you know, mm. so just don't. You know, don't have that false sense of security. Like, well, okay. I got it after twelve hours. All so, this time, have that false sense of security, right? So, again, and you know, as I said before, in any in any infectious disease, right? There's the germ. You need the germ, and you need the terrain, right? So, why? Um, why do some people get kind of the chronic symptoms of Lyme disease, and some don't, right? So, again, that goes back to to immune system function, the health of the person. How robust is that defense? So, obviously, we're always trying to shore that up. Um, which can be a preventative strategy, but then also, of course, treatment. If, if you do come down with symptoms then you have to be, um, you know, diligent with doing that to, to recover. So. Okay. So if you find a tick on you, mm-hmm. are there certain symptoms that you can be looking for? Like, sh- are there things you should be looking for after you've found a tick on you? Just any change at all? Or like, how do you, you don't want to run to the ER every time you have a tick on you, Right. Or do you? No, I mean, you can help. try to, so obviously proper removal, right? So if, you know, if you get one of these tick removal kits, they've got these different little size crowbar things. Yeah. So you can just sort of wedge it straight back. Okay. So, which can be sometimes easier than tweezers because tweezers mm-hmm. kind of slip off. You can't get the right grip. Um, so having the right tool is important. And okay. then always save it, right? So put it in a little plastic container with a bit of wet Kleenex or gauze. Okay. And keep it alive if you can. Oh. And then, again, through can lime, um, you know, you can find places that will accept it for testing, right? Mm. So see, does it does it actually contain this? So am I um, supposed to test it every time? Well, 
No, but I mean, it can be helpful or, you know, if it's been there for a long time. So if you find an engorged tick, maybe that. Sure. If it's engorged for sure, you know, Mm because it's been feeding there for a while. So Mm -hmm. you'd want to, you'd want to check that out. Sometimes they're so deeply embedded too. Like sometimes they're easier to pull out and sometimes they're like, Mm -hmm. they're really in there. Is that. So, well, then that might be a case for the ER, right? It's like a minor surgical. Right. Right. Procedure to kind of dig it out. Sometimes, you know, that. That's the appropriate way to do things. Okay. So should we shift gears? Can we? I'm so scared of Lyme's disease. I'm so uncomfortable right now. You should be scared of Lyme's disease, folks. It's Mm -hmm. fucking scary and sneaky. It's a boogeyman of Lanark County. Fucking Lyme. All right. Well, if that's the boogeyman of Lanark County, then (laughs) then you're in the clear. Mel's always outside my window, just peering in, <laughs> tapping at the glass. Oh, it's Long just Mel. <laughs> Hello, it's Dr. Shania Kamavich from the Kempfield Naturopathic Clinic, and I'm here today to discuss some naturopathic approaches of what you can do if you experience a tick bite. So it's springtime, and um, Obviously, that means high season for uh, tick activity and, of course, um, tick bites. So, in the event that you remove a tick off yourself or your child, here's a few things you can do to uh, hopefully help prevent the transmission of uh, the bacteria, the infection that causes Lyme disease or some of the other infections that ticks carry. So number one, obviously, is rapid removal. The sooner you can get the tick off, um, then the lower the chances of any disease transmission. So rapid, proper, safe removal of the tick is important. If you don't know how to remove a tick safely, or if you don't have the right um, tick removal tools in your first aid kit, you can go to canline.com. Uh, it's an organization, a uh, national organization that uh, provides videos for uh, how to remove a tick as well as they sell tick removal kits, which um, have some really handy tools and everything you need uh, to remove a tick uh, properly and safely. So uh, basically, though, what you want to do is grasp the tick by the head as close to the skin as possible and just pull it straight out. Uh, You don't want to squeeze the body of the tick in any way because this has the potential to uh, inject the contents of its digestive tract into our our bloodstream, and that's uh, where the bacteria is. So after we remove the tick, uh, we want to wash the wound with soap and water, so just basic hygiene there. And after that step, you can apply what's called a drawing poultice. So a poultice just means a moist um, mass of uh, usually plant material. So what you can use as a base is either activated charcoal powder or uh, clay powder, such as bentonite clay or green clay. You use this as your base, and then we just want to moisten that that powder. So either hot water will do, or uh, you can use uh, plantain tincture, or calendula tincture will just add a little extra uh, medicinal um, value. And make a thick paste, apply this liberally to the bite site, cover with uh, some clean gauze and surgical tape. And you can leave that poultice in place for two to four hours and then change it every two to four hours uh, for a day or two 
until any redness is um, um, diminished from the site. And so the idea here is we want to draw out any saliva that the tick may have injected as soon as possible so that uh, it reduces the chances of bacteria from going into our system. Uh, so at the same time, you, there's a homeopathic remedy called Ledum, L-E-D-U-M. And if you can find it in a 200 potency, then uh, the dose for this is one pellet three times a day for seven days. And what this does is help activate our immune system against um, the uh, bacteria and help clear the infection before it gets started. And finally, there's another supplement you should be able to find in health food stores called Serapeptidase, S-E-R-R-A-P-E-P-T-I-D-A-S-E. So this is just an enzyme, and uh, research shows that it's a very effective substance at breaking up what's called a biofilm form of the bacteria that causes Lyme, the Borrelia. So when the Lyme bacteria is first, uh, first infects us, it's usually in a corkscrew form. Um, but this bacteria is notorious for changing its form. Um, so one of the forms it can change into is called a biofilm, which makes it very resistant to any treatment, whether that's antibiotic or natural treatments. And it evades our immune system when it's in that form. So we want to disrupt that and not let the bacteria achieve that form. So serapeptidase, uh, you can take it three times a day on an empty stomach for three weeks. And uh, again, clinical research shows that this will help um, disrupt the life cycle of the Borrelia, making other treatments more effective and making our immune system more effective. So those are a few uh, things you can try. Now, the caveat here is if at any point um, during this three-week treatment cycle, you develop symptoms, so any kind of rash around the bite site, uh, a bullseye rash especially, but any kind of rash, if you suffer joint pain, uh, kind of flu-like symptoms, achiness, fever, we know even though it's the middle of the summertime, um, migrating joint pain, numbness, tingling, kind of nerve-like symptoms, um, trouble concentrating, uh, you can't find the right words, sort of a memory loss. If any of those symptoms develop, then certainly um, get to your medical doctor immediately because that indicates that um, um, you do have active Lyme and uh, antibiotics, usually a three-week course, can be very effective at that point. Now, if it does come to that and uh, you do need uh, a referral for antibiotics, continuing the protocol I just mentioned is um, very complementary and will allow the antibiotics to work better. So you can, you can maintain that um, at the same time. So uh, those are my tips. Enjoy the summer. Be aware. Uh, be vigilant. Know what to do. And, um, but don't be afraid to go outside. So this is, uh, Dr. Sean Ankamovich. You can find me at KempvilleNaturopathic.com or on Facebook at, uh, facebook.com slash KempvilleNaturopathic. And if you have any questions, please let me know. Thanks for your time. Teach me, tiger, how to teach.
teach you.